Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Tuesday, December the 19th. And welcome to our commentary. One week away from Christmas, actually less than that, technically six days away from Christmas. I hope you're ready. I hope you're doing all your shopping and getting all, buying all your food for uh, the big uh, family get together. So it's going to be fun, I'm sure, as we celebrate uh, another Christmas. Well, this, I just saw this coming in, coming in the, the news flash here in the last couple of hours. And that is that a brand new poll came out showing President Biden. This is a New York Times poll that shows President Biden at 39%. The day before, CNBC had him at 35%. And uh, what they call the RCP average has him at 40%. So he's not doing well at the moment. Uh, the approval just isn't there. And that kind of ties me in to a uh, post that I have at the American Thinker Tuesday morning, where the headline of the post is that uh, 2014 or 2024 could look like 1968. Now, for those of you who don't remember what happened back in 1968, that was the year that Richard Nixon was elected uh, versus Hubert Humphrey, who was the incumbent vice president under uh, President Johnson, who chose not to run for re-election because his uh, popularity was was way down. But what made 1968 interesting is that there was an independent candidate in the mix. His name was George Wallace, former governor of Alabama, who ended up picking 14% of the vote, but uh, he ended up carrying actually two or three states in the South. And at the end of the day, when you look at everything, uh, there's no question that George Wallace hurt the incumbent uh, vice president and ended up making it possible for Richard Nixon to be elected president uh, of the United States. Well, we have a situation in 2024 where that kind of history could repeat itself because there is a another candidate in the ballot. Now, I don't know, frankly, if he has qualified for all 50 ballots. I don't know that for all 50 states. I don't know if he's going to be present in each one of the states. But at the moment, when they ask people about him, when they ask people whether they will vote vote for uh, Biden, Trump, and Kennedy, Kennedy comes in at number three at 13%. And sometimes he's been as high as 15 16% in some of these polls. So let's just assume that he does that. Let's assume that he stays around 10 to 15%. Uh, well, that's going to hurt the Democrats because he's going to take more votes from, from Joe Biden than from Donald Trump. So that's why I say that 2024 could end up being like 1968, where a third party had a huge uh, role to play in the final election result. Now, the other example, of course, is 1992 with Ross Perot. Perot had 19% of the vote. He didn't win any states, but he had 19% of the vote. And he ended up, no question that he ended up helping, helping uh, you know, Bill Clinton get elected uh, president of the United States. So we don't know. We don't know how this is all going to play out because these things, you know, they take time. And we don't know if he's going to make it to all 50 states. Remember the question, these polls are asking questions based on assuming that he's going to be in all 50 states. We don't know that he is. But assuming that he is, he could become a real problem for uh, for the Democrats, I think. Now, will 2024 be like 1968 for the Democrats? Well, we don't know, as I said a minute ago. But we do know this. 
1968 convention was in Chicago. The 2024 convention is going to be in Chicago. Uh, so that uh, little bit of coincidence there may or may not pan out. History doesn't always repeat itself. Sometimes some things are similar, but it doesn't repeat itself. But man, if Kennedy can keep those kinds of numbers of support, he's going to be a real nuisance uh, for the Democrat Party. That's all I can I can tell you. And Kennedy's support is is a mix. It's a mix. I mean, it's not like he's uh, one candidate. I mean, he he represents different people, and he talks to different people. And whether he can continue this or not. I don't know, but I mean, he seems to be holding firm at 13 or 14 percent. That's all I I can tell you uh, at the moment. So that's my uh, post over at the American Thinker. You might want to check that out over at the American Thinker uh, website. Now, there's a big controversy here in Texas because the governor signed a new law, SB4, and the purpose of this law is to basically close the border. The governor has now, the law allows uh, a police officer or border patrol or National Guard to arrest a person who's in the country without papers. If you're in the country without papers, just because you're an immigrant, that doesn't mean you're going to get arrested. You have to be in the country without papers or you're sneaking into, into Texas without papers. They will arrest you. They will take you to a judge. And if you cannot prove your legality as far as immigration, you will be deported. So that's uh, basically uh, the law. Now, of course, this has created a tremendous uproar on the other side. You know, they're talking about profiling, you know, and all this kind of stuff, which I think is a little bit stupid because, you know, what they're basically saying is that they don't trust the police or the National Guard or the Border Patrol to do the the job. I, I trust them. I think uh, they can do a very good job, and I trust that the judges will be fair in, in how they they handle this. But the real objective here is Texas is saying the federal government doesn't want to protect our border. The federal government doesn't want to do its job. We're going to take over, and we're going to do it, and we're going to close the border. Basically, that's what Texas is uh, saying. And I support this. I support this because I know for a fact what this is costing the state of Texas. You know, the, the mood of the country has changed with respect to the border. And that's because more and more states and more and more cities and more and more places are beginning to realize just how insane the situation on the border is, beginning with the polling data. I mean, 30 percent of the American people, or to put it another way, 70 percent of the American people think that what is happening on the border is a disaster. Poll after poll after poll shows that President Biden, when you get into the numbers, when you start looking at the different uh, issues, the border is one of the worst issues that he has. Opposition, as I say, is 70 percent saying what's happening on the border is crazy. And this, of course, when you see what's happening in New York and Chicago and other places. And now you have the governor of Arizona, a Democrat, who is saying, I can't handle this anymore. She's sending a bill to the to the Biden administration for I don't know how many millions of dollars, and she's going to put troops on the border as well. Now, why is she doing that? Because these border towns cannot handle the influx of people. This is the same problem that we were having and frankly continue to have here in Texas. Uh, this morning, there's a video going around, uh, you know, uh, from Eagle Pass, Texas, which is uh, on the eastern side of, 
of the border. I mean, their lines is like 3,000 people waiting to get in. They're lined up. I mean, it's uh, what are you going to do with these people? Where are you going to put them? What happens if they get sick? I mean, it's crazy, the chaos and the disorder that we're facing in the border. And that's why Texas had to make a decision. And Texas has decided through the legislature and the governor's signature that we're going to be closing the border, making it a crime to cross the border without papers. Obviously, this is not going to affect someone who has a legal reason to come to Texas, business or pleasure or whatever it may be. You can still come to Texas. You come through the gates and you come through the doors legally and there's no problem. You're welcome here. We love to have you. But this applies only to people who want to sneak into into the country or illegal illegal immigrants. And frankly, I support the governor. I stand with the governor on this. This is necessary. Uh, Otherwise, this chaos is not going to to get any better. I mean, this is crazy what we're seeing, the numbers that uh, we are seeing on the border. Well, just a quick note on this day in history, 1972. So that makes it 51 years ago this week. Apollo 17 went up to the moon. Uh, Apollo 17 went up, came back. Everything was great. And then we shut down the moon program. We never went back again. So the last time that we went to the moon was Apollo 17. And that was this week, 51 years ago. Look, I remember this. I remember Apollo 17 because, you know, they would always show in the news these guys up there. And I'm telling you something. I would have never believed 51 years ago. If you had said to me, December 1972, this is the last time we're going to go to the moon and these kinds of missions, I would have said, no way, no way, we're going back. Well, we've never been back. We've never been back to the moon. Apollo 17 was the last time we went to the moon, and that was 51 years ago, December 1972. What an amazing, what an amazing story. I would have never believed it if you had told me that. Uh, 51 years ago. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.